This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. It's a good song pick, because I was just about to say how while we all sit back, not going outside because it's really cold, we get to enjoy these bowl games. Some of them are like on Christmas Day, on Christmas Eve, the day before. Some of them involve traveling. You forget. There's a, you know, forget, but you need to remember, never forget, don't take for granted, that there's a whole crew of people, not just the people that we see on TV, but like putting on a TV show takes a lot of people um, for all these NFL games, all these college football games that work throughout the holidays and travel on the holidays and adjust their schedules and take time away from family so that you, lazy person, and by you, I mean me as well, can just sit there and watch these games be well-produced on ESPN and Fox and uh, all the other networks. One of the people giving of her time so that we can enjoy these bowl games is my good friend and sideline reporter for the ESPN family of networks. She's also a local North Carolinian. Um, Even though she's living in Atlanta now, we still claim her, especially here on North Carolina Bowl Week. It is my friend Marilyn Payne. Follow her on Twitter at Marilyn underscore Payne. Marilyn in Maryland, how are you doing? Hey, Hayes, I am good. And yeah, let's get that one out of the way quickly. It, it is Maryland, like Monroe, not the state, but I'm in Maryland. I just went to Virginia to catch UCF practice this morning, their last walkthrough before kickoff tomorrow. And uh, yeah, it's been, uh, this is a cool bowl because it is kind of all over the DMV area. So the yep. teams have done some cool stuff. Yeah, they do a good job. The game's in Annapolis and the stadium's kind of cool being at Navy Stadium. I've been, I covered Wake up there one time and Annapolis is a cool town, but they do. They, they play up on being part of the DC a- area. Uh, one of the things I feel like uh, matters in bowl games is who cares more. Sometimes teams <laughs> are looking to the future. That Sometimes teams have the coaching change. Uh, the transfer portal's been active. Duke has none of those obvious signs of a team that won't care. Is there any other sign that shows that they are intently focused in treating this uh, very much as a game that matters? Absolutely. You mentioned all those important behind-the-scenes people. Duke's um, sports information department gave me six different players to talk to yesterday evening, and all of them reiterated the same thing. Duke is still chippy. They are frustrated that they, as a Duke football program, both in Mike Elko's first season and as everyone in the triangle knows, maybe historically, they don't really get the respect they deserve, they feel like, even when they win as many games as they have this season. Um, So all of the players that I spoke with yesterday said, we are better than anyone is recognizing, even with Coach Elko, right, receiving the ACC Coach of the Year award. They very much feel that they have so much left to prove in this bowl game tomorrow. Uh, is there anything, obviously a, a coaching change, it looks like it was a much needed coaching change that's no disrespect mm-hmm. to David Cutcliffe. It was just almost like a, a boost of energy that the program needed. And obviously it looks from the outside that they got the right person. Uh, are there other things that speak to why this turnaround happened? I mean, no, everybody, even if you said Mike Elko was a good coach, you probably did not have Duke in a bowl game and being uh, as good and competitive as they were throughout the season. Uh, are, are there things that you point to that are like, those are the clear things that got better this season that made them a better team? I think you hit it right on the head when you said energy. Mike Elko, not only in speaking with him and his staff, but again in the players' accounts of who he is and how the day-to-day looks and sounds, they are having a blast, right? And we've talked so much about Duke's offense, and that's been a, a huge turnaround. But, I mean, these guys are hilarious. Just hearing them talk about the way Coach Elko and the entire staff interacts with the players and engages them, they, they kind of jab at one another. He has this grind. 
uh, motto that I'm sure everybody around the triangle has heard about by now, but they, they kind of detailed the way at the why and the how that they were able to buy into that before they got to spring practice. Like when Mike Elko got there basically this time last year, how deeply seated he got those guys to like buy into it immediately. And I think it's his personality. He's incredibly intelligent to hear all of his defensive players talk about the way that he, even as a head coach will come over and change a scheme mid game. If he sees something that, you know, the defensive staff isn't seeing it's um, he's just super engaged and he's super, I think, relatable to them, maybe in a way that the previous staff hadn't been in the same ways. And it's, it's not just, that the scheme has changed, the turnovers have been reduced, the tackling has improved. I think it's the energy, and I think it's the um, the fun that Duke is having that he has been able to inject into a program that badly needed it. It is Duke, uh, Central Florida, tomorrow, 2 o'clock, part of, I'm calling it North Carolina Bowl Week, because uh, <laughs> we've got ECU playing today, Duke yeah. and UNC playing tomorrow, NC State playing Friday, Wake just played uh, last Friday. I get my, the days kind of fly together. Um, is there a bowl game outside of the ones that you are covering uh, that don't have to be North Carolina uh, uh, that you are most excited about uh, moving forward after the military bowl? <laughs> I'll be really honest with you. I'm excited <laughs> to look at the schedule and figure out who's still left on it. Um, this is my third game in, I think, 10 days. And so nice. um, I've been in seven states this month and I don't have, I don't even know what the other matches are. No, totally. I, we love the honest answer. And actually, I'm going with that because I, I love doing the peel back the curtain when I have somebody that I know well enough that I can yeah. ask them about their job and stuff like that. How does it work with bowl assignments? Do you say these are the ones I could do? And and a computer just spits back out and says these are the ones you're going to. Uh, <laughs> like what? How does how does it work? If I ever figure out how it works, I'll be sure to let you know. What do you mean? Um, you, you you've got you've got no, multiple I'll you, bowl I'll assignments. Tell you what I do know. Listen, right. I'll tell you what I do know. So uh, mid November, early November, it might have been end of October. Actually, they send out an availability, kind of like every job you've ever worked, right? Like I've worked in restaurants, I've worked in local television, sure. I've worked digitally. And it's what's your bowl, you know, what's your holiday availability? There's seniority involved. Obviously, ESPN crews they staff them kind of top down from the college football playoffs to, you know, the hard and fast SEC network and ACC network crews. And then there's some piecemeal work going. So everybody submits their availability, and um, and then I just kind of got an email back with the whole the whole the email out assignment somewhat the same way on a recurring weekly uh, basis and. It said, here's the ones you're on. Um, I was assigned this bowl as well as they um, group in the FCS playoffs with these. And as well as there's like a Geico high school bowl within the ESPN networks, That's right. the D2 and D3 national championships. So they send basically everything in December out together. Um, and, and then that's your assignment. And I'm super excited to work with this crew tomorrow. Hudson Mason, the former Georgia quarterback, as well as Kevin Brown, who uh, is local here up in the Baltimore area. He, area he calls the Orioles play-by-play when he's not doing ESPN stuff so sure. I've worked with these guys a couple times this year so back with them and and then I got the the Boca Bowl I had last Tuesday with Liberty and Toledo and that one was not my original assignment they had a reporter who couldn't I guess there was a travel conflict with with that reporter's schedule so I got uh got asked to be added and that was an absolute blast um you know, Panthers fans probably are familiar with Anish Shroff. He's obviously done a ton with ESPN yep. and is the voice of, of them this season. So he's a longtime mentor of mine, and it was an absolute blessing to be able to work with him 
Funston, as well as Tim Hausbeck, they were, that was a first time crew. Like they had never even worked together. So you'll see a lot of your recurring crews on these games. You'll see a lot of faces that you maybe know from different crews put together um, to, to make it work. You mentioned the traveling and all of the, everybody trying to spend time with their families. So ESPN has done a pretty good job. I think too, of they try and like, when you look at the assignments, they do try and regionalize it so that people who are visiting, you know, and they ask you, where are you traveling for the holidays? And then they'll try and match you too with that. So oh, very cool. um, I was really excited, like really excited to get to do uh, Duke's bowl game, obviously with my history there in the triangle. And my first bowl game ever was in 2012 when I was an intern uh, at a station there and a student at Carolina. So people probably don't want to hear that I, <laughs> I was from Carolina and, and now covering Duke. The Duke players didn't appreciate me saying that yesterday, but um, it feels like a little bit of a home a home team coverage. Now, uh, yeah, don't, don't, tell, don't tell UCF, though, right? You're, you're a North Carolina grad, but you're not, it's not <laughs> like you're from Chapel. You're from the western part of the state. You've, gone, you've spent time at different schools. You've worked in different markets. I, I don't think anybody could tie you to being uh, you know, a Tar Heel, regardless <laughs> think, of... Yeah, coming from you, I don't think it counts when you say it. Well, regardless of who you may or may not have been pulling for the Final Four, they, they can't tie you to one team or another. You've, you've covered them all, Maryland Payne. I don't want to hear it. It's different when it's football and you're on assignment. But, nah, I, I know. No, I, I think it would be. I mean, I'm an ACC. I'm an ACC homer. You know this. Yes. Hopefully, people who know me know this. So, um, UCF. I mean, Chip Lindsay. Right. Basically, we were told that Chip Lindsay got on a plane the day they announced that North Carolina hired him, and he was there immediately. So UCF, without him, um, you mentioned what, what teams are playing for. They obviously lost their defensive coordinator as well yep. um, to Arkansas. So like, they got a lot to play for. And I think that honestly, I think that that. They've got the upper hand with their quarterback, John Rice Plumley, but I'm still interested to see what Duke can do in, in this finale of what's been a just an eye-opening season. Yeah, I agree. I think Duke might have the, the, the focus uh, intangible or whatever a little bit higher. Uh, do you have – I know you went from um, one of the Dakotas to – you went from, <laughs> no, you were in North Dakota, yes, the even further north one, North Dakota to Florida to the Boca Bowl. I don't know what the, the <laughs> degree temperature change when you went from one to the other one is. Uh, do you have another favorite, or is there a favorite travel moment? Because you've, you've been doing games uh, all season long. I've seen you on the SEC Network. I've seen you on ESPN. I've seen you on ESPN2. Is there a favorite travel moment or a head-spinning travel moment? Um, that one was just kind of funny because, I mean, it was like overnight you went from Dakota to, to Boca. <laughs> Which has got to be a yeah. nice change. I did stop in Atlanta where I live uh, for 20, 20 hours in between landing from the North Dakota flight um, out to the Boca flight in, uh, which was just enough to unpack the big suitcase, which has to house all the coats and layers and repack the small suitcase sure. that houses the South Florida clothes. Um, that was the, the whole month of December. I also did some um, Carolina women's basketball games two of them the first week of December I was working with some of the UNC Husman students um, who are who are you know getting their feet underneath them and going to start sideline reporting there and so I think just this whole month has been the most head spinning like make sure you don't forget anything make sure that you're in the right time zone thankfully yes. I've mostly been in the eastern time zone um, you know from Phoenix how poorly I deal with time change well, way back in the day so well, and, that they've kept me on this side of the country and you're on multiple networks I would always worry about you know, well I don't even know if you're the one that has to say what network no, you're on but I worry none about of that the- changes at all actually which is a huge blessing okay um, for- that's probably harder for producers and for our graphics crew to make sure that they've got the right graphics packages in places because none of that at no point have i set a network 
I don't think, ah, good, all season good. long, um, which is one less thing that I can screw up. So I'm <laughs> thankful for that. Favorite trip, though, I, I got to go back. I did two years at Appalachian State, my first two years of school. Ah. Um, and I got to go back to Boone in the middle of, I think, October or end of October. That was my favorite. Like, that was the one where I think I got, like, a little bit teary-eyed because I, I hadn't been in Boone in 10 years. My last day in Boone was Jerry Moore's last playoff game. He announced to his staff the next day that he was retiring. And so that was December, I think, or November of 2012. Had not been up there, not even once, not driven through nothing. So when I got up there in October, that was the most like, I think meaningful and exciting. And those two head coaches, it was Sean Clark and um, then Sean Elliott coaches at Georgia State, which is who was up there playing and they played football together at app. Yep. So they were just wide open. Like I got to go to Georgia state's practice because they're obviously down in Atlanta. So I got to, I got to be like the most kind of connected. I felt like with the teams, the information I got, I felt like was the best when people know and trust you. And, um, and it was beautiful. I mean, it was also peak week for the fall leaves. So I feel like I, I've had a lot of, I mean, I've been very thankful for the assignments that I've gotten this season. I, I got to go to Ole Miss. I started the season at Miami. I had a couple high school games in Atlanta, so I didn't have to travel and got to rest a little bit. Back in Winston-Salem when Sam Hartman um, set one of the many records he has this season early on. It's been a good season, but I think Boone was the most, like, it, I think it was the most fun game because of who those coaches are and how wide open they were with us. And it was the most meaningful. And then this whole month, at some point in January, I'll start to figure out, like, which way's up. <laughs> I'll kind of work through some of the coverage I've done. Um, uh, so it's been really fun. It's been a good time. And I get to work with a lot of different crews, which I've enjoyed because I've met so many different people and seen different so many perspectives. I think viewers Hayes, often don't know. Um, Adam Golden Studio with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Financial advice industry can be overwhelming for a lot of people. Is there a way to be sure you're getting the best service when you don't know? Yeah, Adam, it's not just if you gave the money to a planning team and they did good the first year. I mean, anyone can do good for one year, but it's a track record and it's a long-term accounts that are very important. We call that a financial fill-up strategy, Adam, and that gives you lifetime income you can never outlive. We'll put together for you, the listener, your very own total retirement plan if you call right now. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor you know, how much sometimes a play-by-play broadcaster can or cannot bring his personality to it, the camaraderie and the chemistry between a play-by-play announcer and an analyst. It's been cool to listen to a lot of different crews and and learn from people on tips and tricks and and how to work information in um, because there's it's just it, we we get a lot. We all get a lot that we don't end up putting in the broadcast. So to see the different ways to get the most information out to people watching and caring about these teams has been. I've learned more in the last four months. I think than I have in the previous it's, three or four years. It's very cool, and uh, and I gotta say I'm gonna get soft for a minute, and for I'll end with an off the wall question for you. But uh, okay. it's been awesome. It's been one of the highlights of my football season is to see your success this year and see you just showing up at, at so many different games. Um, I won't pretend to offer advice on your behalf, but I know that uh, you, you do a great job uh, when folks ask for advice because I know you've had people that you've reached out to and given advice. But one of the things just in observing you, um, it, obviously the persistence and, and the you know work hard and, and staying at your craft and get, getting after it. But I feel like uh, one of the things that I would describe you is uh, you have had all kinds of assignments. You are now doing bowl games on ESPN and you've done high school games, you've done college games, smaller college, beer college. Um, I feel like you 
and it's uh, I feel like you feel indebted to the players and the viewers and the coaches. You treat every game as if it is the Super Bowl. Um, you go after it with the same effort, um, and I think that the reason you get bigger assignments is because you treat every assignment as if it's uh, you're grateful for the opportunity and you give it your all. So um, if I from from observing, if I can offer advice to anybody who wants to um, find success as Maryland has and will continue to, uh, it would be that to to take everything and give it your best every time, regardless of what the assignment is. And uh, if you do that. You'll start be getting uh, a lot of bowl game assignments in December like she has. So Yeah, uh, can I give you one more on yeah, that, Hayes? Go, go for soft? it. Yes. Well, one, yes, to your point, listeners who may not know me, I was doing Elon a year ago, even in the spring of 2021, and a ton of high school football was in the triangle. Um, I saw a Cardinal Gibbons T-shirt in our hotel lobby this morning. So nice. shout out to, uh, to, the, to that program, which I've covered a lot of. Uh, but also, I just got to say thanks, Hayes. Um, to you because the day that I completed my second interview with WRAL, who I worked for obviously for like three and a half years um, doing digital and a ton of radio, you and I sat down at Raleigh Times and had a cup of coffee and you told me, do not peak too soon. And that made me madder than anything ever could have. (laughs) And I have thought about that more times than I should admit, especially since like the pandemic and trying to figure out how to work within this industry. Um, yeah, but I drove to South Carolina and did exactly what you said I did with covering high school football down there. But if I could give anybody else another piece of advice, make sure you stay motivated. So uh, if that's by way of, hey, saying something offhanded to you when you're 24 years old, or if it's by having a really good person to be group of people around you then that's a good way too so thanks for getting in my head hey i appreciate you wouldn't be here without you good people around you is always good my final question for Marilyn Payne: you probably have not been to the abc store as much this year or any year (laughs) as as will brinson but i have the list of the top purchased items from north carolina abc store and i asked will brinson if he could get number one and he Uh, nailed it so like family feud style you're not gonna be able to beat him i just want to know can you give me Either one of your favorites, and I'll tell you if it's on the top 30, or guess one that might be on the top 30, and I'll tell you how high it was. So I'm glad this is about North Carolina because I haven't been in Atlanta enough uh, since yes. I moved in August. I have not been to it to buy liquor there. Um, in North, I mean, Tito's. I buy Tito's, so that's the that's going to be the first thing off my list. Yeah, it, it was number one, and we'll assume that you weren't Patron. cheating and listening. No, no, Tito's was number one, so you're good. Um, oh, yeah, but, and, uh, you know, and Patron, among the masses. Patron is number eight, so you, yeah, you would have <laughs> been good there, too. Well done. You guys know your, uh, your ABC stores. What's your top purchase? What's your um, most purchased liquor this season? Mine would year? probably year round. Mine's probably Makers, which comes in at uh, 29th on the list. Uh, so, um, oh, yeah. Squeaking in there. Just a good, a nice solid bourbon. I don't, I, I'm not like a 18 different bourbons or like this flavor, this bourbon or describe the texture to it. But I'm like, give me, give me slightly better than the bad bourbon. Just give me something that I, is consistent and I know will be okay. And that's what makers does for me. Well, I'll have a hot toddy with makers in your honor tomorrow post game. There you do. Uh, there you go. Enjoy the game. Uh, and enjoy the military bowl. Um, congratulations. And then enjoy your rest at the end of the season as you uh, regroup. And then I, I know you got basketball games and, uh, and other stuff assignments coming, but uh, enjoy a little break from football. Uh, after this one. Thank you. Happy holidays and happy new year, Hayes. Same to you. So the reason I chose William Peace was because of their stellar game design program. It's very rare to find a game design program in the United States at all, let alone North Carolina. 
And this place seemed like the right place for me for where I wanted to go and the connections I could make uh, within the program. Turn your hobby into a career in one of the highest paid professions in the country with William Peace University's Simulation and Game Design Program. Master design, 3D modeling, and programming in a state-of-the-art space with the latest and most remarkable technologies available. Find out more at peace.edu. 